0: All right. Our timer wasn't working. It feels like it's been about eight minutes. Yeah? How do you guys feel? Eight minutes? All right. I got a couple announcements for you. Hey, Grace. Could you grab that sheet that has the announcements on it? Uh, I'm going to do some announcements. Uh, We'll do the offering. We'll pray over it. And I'm just going to share a scripture with you uh, because we've already told that there are donuts out there. And there will be very few people paying attention to whatever I have to say. As the time eclipses past 11.30, you're going to be like, yeah, she said Mighty Fine Donuts. And that's all that you are thinking about. I totally understand. Okay, so some announcements. Uh, Tonight, everyone say tonight. Tonight, Tonight we have youth night downstairs in the youth room from 6 to 8 p.m. One small change is there's always food, uh, but we're not having the big pizza dinner uh, this week. So for those or youth or know of youth who will be coming, just warn them. I think we told everybody already via text message to parents and stuff. But make sure that they eat at least a meal, and then we will have snacks and drinks and stuff, of course, tonight. And then we also have at 6:30 p.m. tonight, right here in the sanctuary, the Luciano Life Group. So don't forget that. That's the third. Believe it or not, we're at the third Sunday of the month, and believe it or not, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Was everybody aware of that? I looked at the calendar. I was like, what? It's Thanksgiving already? It is. So those things are happening tonight. Uh, one other thing we do have, uh, so we made some changes of where our mission stuff is being stored or highlighted. So the family room, which is in through those double doors right as you walk through the sanctuary if you went straight, the missions area is on the right-hand side through those doors, family room on the left, the missions on the right. That's where we're going to collect the soap. Uh, I don't know, Cole, if we have a side for slope, but we're connect- collecting soap. We committed to the city mission 50 bags of soap a month, and then Spirited Sisters committed 15 bags a month. So as ECF, 65 bags of laundry detergent soap that we've been committed to. It started, Camille had this idea. She saw a need. It wasn't being done. Maybe you, I don't think you can use food stamps for the laundry detergent. So there was a need that was there. And we just started doing it. And then we just kept doing it. And we've continued to do it. And we've done it all year. In fact, maybe we started last year. I don't remember. But it's been something we've been doing uh, for quite some time now. So uh, our goal is always 50 bags a month. You can get the bags at Walmart. It explains about where they're at. Or you could donate. And on your offering envelope, just write, uh, either, write an other and just say SOAP. And then the finance team knows what to do with that. They put money in a separate account. And then we give that money to the person who goes, actually Stacy, who goes and gets the soap and then delivers it to the city mission, okay? Um, And then the only other quick update uh, we have is the nursery is coming along. Uh, It's still open for DIY, but uh, we'll be scheduling a meeting soon for those who signed up to volunteer. And I just talked to the man who is working on creating the half wall to keep the baby safe. Uh, That is making progress, so we're excited to see that get installed in that room soon, and so the nursery's going to be launching. Probably the official launch will be January. I know, hold tight, I keep saying it, and then it's like it's almost there. December's busy, we got a lot of stuff to do. We want to get the wall up. Uh, Pastor Liz has gotten many, many brand new toys, incredibly engaging toys for the kids. We haven't invested in the nursery and kids' ministry in a while, and so we're excited to make an investment uh, into that. So that's coming up. And then I believe the new... Word for you todays are available. Uh, I think they're out in the lobby or on the back table uh, because they start again in December, believe it or not. Uh, We are approaching December fairly quickly. And one last announcement. Why am I doing, I have so many announcements. I have one more. Uh, Chet and Jane, uh, who lead many different teams uh, here at the church, they do a phenomenal job. They need help on the communion preparation team. So the requirements of the communion preparation team is, they have it all lined up. They have the details of what to do. It's a very, it's a simple job to go do. Uh, but the request is that you come an hour before church. So you would show up at 9, 9 a.m. And then there's a cleanup that maybe lasts maybe 15 or 20 minutes post-church. So we're looking for someone to serve just one Sunday a month. Uh, so you'll only be one Sunday a month. The current opening is the second Sunday a month. But there probably could be a little bit of moving around if we had to. But the second Sunday of every month is open. There's a sign-up sheet right behind Leanne. Leanne is right there. There's a table right behind her uh, where the word for you today is There's also a sign-up sheet. So if you're interested in serving there, uh, just sign your name. They'll contact you, and they'll get you all set up uh, to serve. Okay, let's do offering, and then I'm just going to share a quick scripture with you, and we'll close out. Uh, service. So the offering scripture today uh, is out of 1 Chronicles 29. And I want to read this from verse 16 through verse 18. It says this, it says, O Lord our God, all this abundance, everybody say that, all this abundance, all this abundance that we have prepared to build your house, for your holy name is from your hand. Say, "Is from your hand. And is all your own. You know, every time I read that, I'm just like, it's a reminder. Everything we have is from him. Every chair that you're sitting on, it's from him. Every piece of clothing you put on, it's from him. Every meal that you eat, it's from him. This football... Because I like footballs, it's a blessing to me. It's from him. Amen? It's all his. And so I think I personally, sometimes we forget that, do we not? I mean, we we forget it periodically. We have to be reminded of it, that he's got a cattle on how many hills? thousand. Thousand hills. I see a lot of hills when I look out. I don't see a thousand hills. Cattle's on all of them. He's got them. He's got everything we need. Verse 17 says this, I know also my God that you test the heart. Ooh. Silence comes over everyone. Ooh, he does. I know he tests our heart all the time, does he not? And have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people. This is how I feel. With joy, I have seen God's people who are present here to offer willingly to you. It is a joy to give. It is a blessing to give. It's a blessing to watch people give. I'm blessed when people give. I just I love when people give. It's a blessing to see it. Then verse 18 says, O oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of our thoughts, of our hearts, Of your people and fix their heart towards you. Can we fix our heart towards him this morning? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for every gift, every giver. We thank you, Father, that you are making a way, Lord, that you are redoing the nursery, that you are launching the family room, that you paid for the donuts that are out there for us to fellowship together with. Lord, that this property is going to be debt-free in the name of Jesus, that you have miracles and wonders and signs that you have done, you are doing, and you will do on this property. Lord, I thank you for these 13 acres. I call them blessed, I call them prosperous, and I call that many lost will be saved on this land, and we will send them forth from this land to every county and every community in northwest Pennsylvania to reach million people with the gospel message. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, turn with me just quickly to uh, John, the gospel of John, 14, and this is really a prelude, just a really short prelude to the series that we're going to be getting into in December and moving forward and the, the series is, gonna, is called The Word Became Flesh. And really, it, the purpose of the series is to, one, we're leading up to Christmas. Anybody know what Christmas is? Yeah? little well, Jesus' birth. Come on. All right, so we know that that's leading up to Christmas. But what I want to instill and incite, incite a riot, they say, right? I want to incite in you a desire to read the word of God more. I want to incite in you a passion for the gospel and the scriptures like you have never had before. And I want to do it in December. I want to lead it up to Christmas so that you hit 2022 like it's nobody's business. You are going to be like, I can't wait till 2022 because God's going to be doing amazing things. And you'll start seeing the stuff in 2021 because we're not done with 2021. I'm not calling this year over yet. we got how many days? 31 plus, however many, like 40-some days left in this year for God to do amazing miracles. And so I just want to just excite us about the Word of God, what it is. The whole series will be about the different uh, ways the Word of God is portrayed in the Bible as fire, as light, as bread, as all the different words that the Word of God is presented as. We're going to walk through those in December. But today... I want to read out of John 14, just as a taste. It says this. I'm going to start in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Can we, just, can we just end this year with that, yeah? Whew, what a year. Let not your heart be troubled. No matter what's happening out there, don't let it be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Do you realize he's preparing a place for you right now? Like right now. Right now. November 21st, yeah, 2021. For those who love God, Jesus is preparing a place for you. You talk about getting excited. If I thought Christmas in the terms of God's preparing a place for me, I'd be pretty fired up about Christmas because that's what Jesus came. He had to come in order to leave to prepare a place. If he never came, then he couldn't leave and he couldn't prepare the place. So I'm excited about Christmas because it meant he was here and he rose from the grave. He defeated death so that I can be with him forever in the mansion and the place he's building for me. It makes everything else in this world say, let your heart not be troubled because I'm going to a better place. Let your heart not be troubled because he's got a mansion waiting for me. Does that mean he doesn't want us to have prosperity in this world? Absolutely not. does not mean that. But it means that he has got something even better in store for us. Even better in store for us. You know, how many of you guys use Windows, Microsoft Windows? Okay, so on Microsoft Windows, when you open up like the login screen, you get that beautiful picture. And then they, you guys know what I'm talking about? They rotate the picture periodically on your screen. Well, every time one of these big castles come up, I heart it. I like it. So what it's doing is it now knows me, and it keeps showing me these big, beautiful mansions. And when I see it, I say, you know what? That's beautiful. But guess what? The Lord's building something even more beautiful for me and my house when I meet him face to face. So I'm excited about Jesus. Are you excited about Jesus? I'm excited about Jesus. So he's going to prepare a place for you. He says, and I will come again and receive you to myself. And there I am. There you may be also. Verse 4. And where I go, you know, and you know the way you know. And so Thomas then says, hey, Lord, we don't understand what you're talking about. We do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Right? This is Thomas. He doubts a lot. Ha, 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 jokester, right? Ha, ha, right? So here's Thomas. He's saying, I don't understand. What are you talking about? We don't know. Where are you going? How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the way, what does the way mean? Matthew 7:13 says this: "Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction." Yikes. And there are many who go in, by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way, which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So we say, "Hey, Jesus is the way. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's actually hard. No one ever said it was going to be easy. And no one ever said it was going to be easy. And if we don't spend time in the Word, and we don't spend time praying, and we don't spend time worshiping, why do we think that the things that come at us aren't going to affect us? They do. They affect us either way, but we have to be strong in the Word. We have to understand that He is the way. And when I say the way... I want us to think about the way more so than just, okay, he's the way to the Father. Could we read the Gospels? I challenge you to read the Gospel, whatever Gospel it is, I don't care, pick one, and read it in December. And I want you to focus on the way of Jesus, the way he talked, the way he walked, the way he acted, the way he spoke, the way he ministered, and you will begin to see a pattern. Now, look. Everyone has a different personality. I'm not saying you got to change your personality. I'm not saying if you're extrovert, you got to be something different. I'm saying when you read the Gospels, just look at how Jesus ministered, how he lived his life. If the way is narrow and he is the way, what better person to look after than Jesus himself? And the Gospels explain that to us and they show that to us. We talk about, uh, maybe I think Pastor Liz had mentioned it before, or maybe somebody did. But do you know how they train someone to see a counterfeit? They make them study the real thing. They don't say, well, here's an option that it could look like this, but you would be deceived over here, and it could look like this over there. No, the real thing those who are trained in a counterfeit to see the way, the right way, the way, is by looking at the perfect one. By looking at the perfect dollar bill. For us, looking at the perfect one to see the way in which we should live our lives. So he is the way. He's also the truth. We'll get into this in the month of December. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, And the Word was God. I'm going to unpack that a little bit in December. There's so much in there. We could spend a whole month on that. Wait a second. In the beginning was the Word? You mean Jesus was here from the beginning? Uh Uh-huh. Wait a second. What's Christmas then? Okay, we'll get into all that. That's in December. And the Word was God and the Word was with God. Verse 2 says, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Everything was made through Jesus. Come on, church. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Hallelujah. In him was life. No other way. We see the way. He is the truth. He is the life. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It's like walking into a room. It's pitch dark. There are Legos everywhere. Now I have dog toys everywhere. There's bones and dog bones and toys and perler beads. Anybody know what perler beads are? These things are like these, it's these toys that the kids do, and they make designs of them. They're these little things that's like, it's unbelievable how sharp and how painful they are when you step on this little thing. It's so small. But when I turn on the light, I can clearly see. And I believe that through the month of December and into next year, God wants to turn a light on a certain areas in your life that we've held back in the past, including me. And then you go down to verse 14, and John 1 says, and the word became flesh, hallelujah, and dwelt among us, and beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Said, you want to come back up here? I'm just going to close with this. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. John 10 says this, when Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I've read this at communion. I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, Jesus says. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I want us to find pasture over the next couple weeks. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've said this before, but I want you to notice the progression of those words. They're intentional. Steal comes first. The devil comes to steal first. What does he steal? The truth of the word of God. He steals it. And if we allow that to happen, and we don't correct it, we don't take our authority over it, we don't restore that in our lives, it leads to other things, which is the rest of that verse, which is death, and ultimately destruction. And I think that destroy, you say, well, wouldn't destroy come before death? Uh Uh-uh. I think what this destroy means is generational things. Not just an individual person, but the enemy is looking to destroy generations. But here's the good news. You guys want the good news? Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He is the way He is the truth. He is the life. So this week, I want to give you some homework assignments. In the month of December, I want you to just pick a gospel and read, unless you're already reading through a plan. But I just encourage you, above and beyond that, read through the gospel and look at the way of Jesus. But your homework this week is this. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? I want you to write it down. I don't want you to just think about it. I want you to write it down. Put it in your phone. Put it in a note. Write it on a piece of paper. Put it on your mirror. Put it in your car. And every day, starting today, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I want you to write down four things that you're thankful for. That God has done in your life. Your testimony. His favor and blessing towards you and to you. And believe me, when you find one, you begin to see more. It's going to be hard to write down four. I'm just letting you know. If you want to do more than four, that's fine. Extra credit. And then on Thursday, I want you to share it. I want you to share it. Wherever you're at, whomever you're with when you're with Thanksgiving dinner with your family or with friends or with just whomever it is, even if you're by yourself, then tweet it out. Put it on Facebook. These are the things I'm thankful for, what God has done in my life. And when we do that, because I've done this in my life, it begins to change our perspective of everything else that's happening. So I encourage you to do that this week. So bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you that you are faithful. Father, I thank you that everything we have, everything that we are, is because of you and who you are. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have come to bring life and life more abundantly. Both for eternity and even in this life that we are in. So, Lord, I would just ask you, that there's anyone here that doesn't know you, that you would begin to penetrate their heart. Maybe they've walked far from you. They haven't been living the life of the way that you have instructed us to. That you would strengthen them this morning to see as you saw, to walk as you walked, to talk as you've talked. Father, that you would encourage them and strengthen them this morning. And Father, I just pray a blessing over every family. Every family that's represented here. That you would go before them, that they would see and be thankful for the things that you've provided them. That this week of Thanksgiving, that they will have an abundant joy knowing your goodness and your faithfulness to them. We thank you forward in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to have some prayer teams up here. If you've never received Jesus, you never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you can do so today. There are teams up here that can pray with you. They will lead you in the salvation message. Don't go another day without knowing where you would be for all of eternity. That rhymed. Didn't mean it to rhyme. If you need prayer for anything else, maybe healing or your marriage or whatever, a a spouse, a sibling, come up here. They will pray with you. They will agree with you. These guys know the word of God and they will pray with you. So I'm going to close with a benediction. Yes, the donuts are out there. Take it easy. Just don't go out the door too fast. No injuries. Take your time. There's coffee too. But I want to read this benediction out of Psalm 118. I missed you guys last week. Yeah, I missed you guys. We had a great time. I know Liz was telling you guys about the marriage getaway and the ministering. But I missed you guys. I was trying to watch on I was always trying to watch on Facebook and you did a great job. Great testimony. Okay, why am I saying that? I have no idea. Donuts are out there. Psalm 118. Let those who fear the Lord now say, His mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on your side. You will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me, among whose help me. Therefore, I see my desire on those who hate me. But guess what? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So, Father, we leave this place with our confidence in you, thankful for who you are, what you've done, trusting that you have a blessed week in front of us as we celebrate your goodness and faithfulness in our lives. And all this we pray, and all God's people said... Amen, amen. Have a blessed week. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat a donut.